outside with the dogs. He made it possible their, their skins to share, and yet everybody killed the dog by making the dog a human life. What a mess. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to church. Uh, no food and drinks on this side. Uh, please silence the cell phones if you can now. It's a great time. Uh, bathroom is out that door to the left. Uh, it is a fellowship, so when the mic comes around, this is a good distance for maximum quality. And uh, anyone who wants to move up, feel free. And um, back to Jesse. <laughs> Two people caught it. Three. Four. <laughs> Everybody, that's Sean right there, that white guy. Everybody, <laughs> that's, that's the new producer of the Justin Peterson show. He started tomorrow. Things going to get better now that we have a white producer. <laughs> and, uh, he's from Oak, he's from uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. Jersey originally, but I was living in Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach, New Jersey? South Carolina. Oh. Well, welcome to L.A., man. Thank you. You nervous? No. Were you nervous coming into L.A.? Uh, no. no. You will be. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. is a bad place. He like hunting. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line. And Hake uh, will inform me your questions and comments, and I'll respond accordingly. All right? So happy, welcome to church. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How's everybody? So we're going to start out a little differently this morning in that, a little different this morning, in that this year we're totally working on ourselves as individuals. And believe me, there's nothing like working on yourself. If you want to have an amazing life, you got to work on you. It's not enough to say, oh, I went down to the front of the church and I accept Jesus and Jesus is my Savior. And then go sit down. Nothing's going to change. But if you work on yourself by getting to know yourself, really, 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 really getting to know yourself, there's so much in there that is mind-blowing. It really, really is. So this year, we're going to continue to work on ourselves for the whole year. And then after that, you can fall apart if you like. But this year, you really got to work on yourself. So what I want to do is this morning is out there, too, on TV land, is I want you to just slow down this morning, kind of relax in your tears, uh, get rid of all the busy morning that you've had, the ideas and what you've been doing all weekend. And when you speak today, I want you to speak in awareness. I want you to be aware of yourself 
commenting or asking a question or speaking. Move about slowly today because you've been moving so fast that you forget to be aware of your body. You forget to be aware of your arms moving about. You forget to be aware. You just go from place to place. And when you conversate, you're not even aware that you're conversating. You're just putting out words and you go on and on. When you're unaware, you speak unnecessary words. Have you ever noticed people talk so much and they'll never make a point? And I have to say, well, how may I help you? (laughs) What's your question for me? So they go on and on because only because they're unconscious. And when you're unconscious, you're just not aware of anything. That makes sense? And uh, so be aware this morning, relax, slow down, and we'll see what's come from it. All right? Any questions about that? Okay, so we're going to speak in awareness today. And there's nothing like awareness. So, um, also, when you're aware, and I, I wrote this down so I didn't forget it. Um, you don't have to commit suicide. I talked to a family this weekend where the young man, and it seems like a, young, a lot of men are doing it, but the young man committed suicide. There's no reason to commit suicide. There's never, ain't nothing that bad where you need to take your own life. You're only being influenced by the devil to do it. Really. Anyone that think about suicide, you're of the devil. Those are not your thoughts. There's nothing that's that important that you should commit suicide. And also you need to overcome fear because I notice people who think about suicide or commit it, they have fear. Inner fear. The fear is not even out there. The fear is inside of you. And that fear is not even real. So you got to overcome the fear. It's like you're locked in a prison. You're in a prison. Anyone that has fear is living in a prison. Anyone that's into thoughts are living in a prison and you don't know it. And then someone tried to encourage you, hey, you can cross over the wall and be free. You don't have to live in a prison. But so many people have been living in a prison for so long, they don't want to climb the wall and be free. It's like, have you ever seen jail people, how they come out of jail, and then the next week you hear about them, they're back in jail again? You ever heard of that? They, they commit, they're like free. They spend time in jail. But, and they get out, they're like, oh, thank you, Jesus, I'm free. But in a week or two, a month, they're back in jail again. That's how you are with emotions and thought and fear and stuff. You're not free. Don't be afraid to be free. Free at last, free at last. All right, so you got to come out of the prison of your own mind. It's really just in the mind. It's not even real. And it's inside of you. That's why I encourage you to get to know yourself so that you're going to be stunned in an amazing way how much you've been living in your imagination and none of what you ever thought, ever been taught, ever felt was ever real. It was never real. None of it. Isn't that amazing? And I've said over and over, Christ came and he finished it. It's all done. We're back in order now. All we have to do is accept it. 
supposedly when you accept Christ, you accept it. But people are accepting Christ, but they are not accepting freedom that come with Christ. They're not accepting the freedom part. They're just accepting the name and the person. But they don't get the spirit of the message at all. It's a horrible way to live. You never have to plan. You don't need any ideas. You don't need any anything. You just need to live. So we're going to do that. All right? Any questions about anything? Yes, sir. And then here there. Yeah, you said about the suicide. Speak from the chest. The suicide yes. segment, uh, there's nothing that important to uh, commit suicide for? There's not one thing that has ever happened that could happen or will happen that you should commit suicide. Oh, what is important to keep on living? It's to live, to overcome the prison of your mind. Knowing thyself is a... Who phone was that? No, I'm playing. Uh, The most important thing you can do is overcome your prison that you're living in. And when you overcome the prison, when you crawl over the wall, get over the wall, it's like you see reality and it's like you want to... You can't believe that you were living like that. All these fake identities and all this mess. But the most important thing is to overcome the prison, come out of prison, of the imagination. And if you have no interest in that? I'm sorry? If you have no interest... In overcoming the prison? Yeah. Of the thoughts? Right. Then you're just going to live in hell. You're walking dead. Your eyes are open, you're moving, but you're dead. You have no life. So... That's where uh, the suicide thoughts come in? Yeah. Because in everything, you, you have never made a decision about anything anyway. And um, I saw a friend of mine at, working out, and, and, and I asked, who, who, made, who made you decide to work out? And they said, I did. But I realized they didn't do that. We have never made one decision about anything. It's impossible for human beings to make a decision. We've never made one, even working out of what we're going to eat or anything. The decision is made for us, the hunger pain, the thoughts for the food. But every decision is made by something else, either by evil or by good. And until you let the anger go, it's always by evil. It's never by good. So you've never made a decision about it. You don't decide to commit suicide. And it's hurt in the 30s, I think. And they had no reason to commit suicide, but they believed a lie. You about to commit suicide? Uh, right after the show. <laughs> don't do it. Don't let the devil deceive you. Really. We, we should be seeking life, not death. We are already in that mindset. You're already living death. You're already living a life of death. Everybody that's angry who is not returned to the Father are walking dead. I was, I was, uh, I heard this story the other day about a young man that bought a boat. I hope I can tell it right. It was so good. 
a young man bought a, a sailboat, and he went out sailing his boat, and it was so nice, and it sailed perfectly, it went well. But when he returned back to the shore, a salesman was there, and he was selling things for the boat, for boats. And he was like, oh, your, your sailboat would look much better if you put uh, different colors on it, if you add a couch to it, if you put this to it. And the guy said, oh, okay, that's a good idea. And so the guy bought these things and put them on his sailboat. And when he went out again, the sailboat didn't travel as easily and it wasn't as smooth, it wasn't as nice because of the weight on the sailboat. And then he, he saw that it was a little different in the, in the weight, right? And so he went back in again and some guy was selling something else on the shore, a refrigerator for the boat. Oh, you can add this to it. Uh, you can add a refrigerator. You can add a sound system and all this. And so he added those things to the boat, bought those things and put it on the boat. And when we went back out, the boat nearly sank. Because what happened was he was unconscious and he was able to be sold a bill of goods. He was able to be sold things for the boat. Whereas he had been conscious, he wouldn't have been able to do that. And he would have accepted the boat just as it was. He would not have loaded it down. And that's what you do in unconsciousness. The, the self person make women by all kind of makeup. Because, oh, you need this. You need Clairol. You need Asta. You need this. And you're like, okay, then you end up looking like a clown. When you were already looking pretty. You know what I'm saying? But you were unconscious, and the self person was working on your ego. And you bought something you didn't even want and thinking that it was your idea. Well, that's how it is when you're unconscious. You're living a life thinking it's your idea, and it's miserable. It's not your idea. You'll be, once you wake up, you'll be happy with a little, nice little sailboat. You don't have to add all, add, add all this stuff to try to be like someone else. And, and, and you know how you try to be like somebody else when you're unconscious? It's hard to be yourself. Consciousness is the way to go. All right? That makes sense a little bit? Did the sailboat story make sense? Yeah. I know people, that, and I used to do it too, about a car. And, uh, and I passed by the audio, the music place. And they said, oh, you need a sound system. And I'm like, yeah. So I, you can hear me coming down the road a thousand miles away. Bouncing music, right? Thinking that that's what I really needed. I didn't. Because I was unconscious. Just when you wake up, you're going to be stunned at the stuff you have and the people around you that you don't need around you. You never needed it. You didn't know it, though. And you're going to be stunned at how often you overreacted and got mad at yourself and others. And it's going to be so unnecessary, and it's not going to believe that you gave into it. You're not going to believe that you were able to go to some meeting and somebody made you say, I'm a drug addict. Hey, my name is JoJo, and I'm a drug addict. Everybody applauded. And now you feel like a drug addict. And you go, well, I did three months without drugs. Yeah. Like, what a dummy. That's not the way. Consciousness is the way to go. Freedom is the way to go. Christ came that we might be free. And it's hard to find anyone that's free today. All in the name of Jesus.
Amazing. So don't commit suicide, really. It's not a disease, it's a spiritual thing. Come out of your thought, get over the anger, you'll be fine. Really will. Right here. So I think about two weeks ago you had mentioned how if you think you're in, like you're present, you're really not. Right. So, can, so when are you? Like when, you, when do you know? When you are present with God in the present, there's nothing to think about. You can't think because you're, you're overcoming all thoughts. You're not involved with thoughts when you're present with God. And God is not about thoughts. The devil is about thoughts, right? And so when you're present, the devil is constantly trying to pull you out of that present. And he'll make you think, oh, you're present now. You're present with God. And the moment you think that, he got you. So when that does come, be aware of it. Let it pass. Don't, don't say, oh, yeah, I am. Because you're not, you're back with the devil. It's like when you read the Bible, the devil quotes scripture. He reminds you of the scriptures, but you're thinking that it's you or that it's God reminding you of the scripture. But it's the devil using the scripture. So he'll do the same thing when you overcome it and you're so addicted to thoughts. He'll still try to remind you that, oh, you're present. And you don't know you communicate with the devil. Just see it and let it pass. Okay. Has he ever done that to you? Yes. Well, <laughs> so maybe just being like, oh, I'm it's the same when you say, oh, I'm a, like, oh, I'm aware right now. Like I'm right standing right here. Or is that the same thing? Because I mean, that's a thought too. When you're present, it was like I remember I told Joel to give it a try to keep the body with the mind, and he was like, okay, I'll give it a try. So he did, he did it, and there was nothing there, but just presence, right? And he was like, I don't like this. This doesn't feel right. I feel like I need to be doing something, right? So in the presence of God, there's nothing to do. You are a living being in the presence of the light. And you will get past when Satan tries to tell you, oh, you're present. You'll see that as a thought, but you won't communicate with him. It'll just pass. Oh, okay. That makes better sense. Right. It's not like if you stop and think about it, if you commit, oh, yeah, I'm present then that's where the problem is. But if you can see the darkness trying to tempt you, you'll just let the darkness pass. you resist the devil. Okay, so just seeing that thought and then just letting it go, that, that's when... Okay. Right. Okay, but if you get in cover and say, yeah, I'm present, right. and then he'll pile on another thought. Because thoughts have never been created to hold on to anyway. Thoughts should be like a, like a flowing river, I guess. They should just flow right through you. But the problem with thoughts is that when you overreact to them, they get clogged up inside of you. The moment you overreact to a thought, you become afraid or you get mad or you're clogging the thoughts up rather than letting them pass through you. And then once you clog them up, now he's dumping a whole bunch of thoughts on you. Now you want to commit suicide. But if you let them pass, no relationship at all. It's like... Like if you pull coffee ground in a sink, it'll, it'll clog it up. But you put something else in there, it just passes right through. And that's how thoughts should be, our relationship with thoughts. Until eventually we have them no more. We want to live a thoughtless life. We want to live knowing the truth, not thinking about the truth. God wants us to know him, 
my children shall know my voice. They shall know me by my voice. He didn't say they shall have faith in me by my voice. Have you noticed that the people who say I have faith in God or I believe in God don't believe in God? They intellectually believe, and that's where the devil operates. But they don't know him. Most people don't even know that the kingdom of heaven is there and that there's anything in there to look to, to look for. Even though it's in the Bible, it's in the Word, but they don't know it. They just don't know it's there. And then when they do look for it, they go in there with an expectation, and you're never going to find what you expected to find. It's best not to know what you're looking for. Then you shall know. You are married, right? Yes, I am. What do you want from your husband? Um, I want him to lead me. To leave you? Lead me. And, and what to is correct that? me, to, um, to be an example. And why do you want that? Um, primarily because I feel like I need that and for our daughter. And what would happen if you didn't want any of those things at all? What would happen if I didn't want it? Um, well, since it's not really happening, I just, it's not, it's just, it, it is what it is. You know, and, and I accept that that's what it is. Right. So it's not like I'm like crying or, oh, I need it, I need it. You know, I don't. I mean, it's but not But even though you're quiet about it now, you still want it? It would be nice. And, would and be why? Uh, just because I feel like it, it would help our daughter. So you don't want it for you, you want it for your daughter? Mm, probably more for her, yeah. But you do want some for you? I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> your daughter's cracking up. But mainly for her. But some for you and some for her? If I don't have it, that's fine. <laughs> and so <clears throat> why do you want that for your daughter? Because I feel like, uh, well, personally myself, I've done a lot of harm with anger. So I just, in my head, I guess I think like, oh, I know I can't make it up. I can just live now. And, but I guess sometimes I fall into thinking, oh, maybe we can, you know, since she's still young, we can be a better example. But if you notice, she's smarter than you and your husband. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And she get irritated when you guys want something for her. Yes. Have you noticed that? that. Mm -hmm. And so what does that say to you, knowing that she get irritated by you wanting this for her? Um, <clears throat> that I need to back off. Yeah. And why don't you back off? Mm. She's like, Yes. <laughs> because I think there has to I have to like I mean I can't just let her do whatever right I mean I can't like when you're talking about the makeup you know I have to say okay well you know there's at some point you can't keep wearing I mean you're 12 you know like yeah, there, I have to say something there's definitely time for right. discipline but with the right spirit yeah so is it better I mean, say I don't have the right spirit. Should I just not say anything and just let her? 
You yeah, have to decide that in the, in the present, in the moment, so you do it with the right spirit. But the reason I ask is because I hear that a lot of ladies talking about what they want from their husbands and things, or some man. I want to encourage you not to want anything from anyone. Because you're doing the silent prayer, you're looking at you, so you're saying, I want God to help me. But then on the other hand, you want this from your husband. You can't serve two gods. So want for nothing, and then you get everything you need. Everything. Because the answer is not outside of us, inside of anyone else. It's in us. And so ladies should not be wanting anything. Your husband will control you like that, too. Or you try to control him when you can't get what you want. But if you want for nothing, there's nothing to control. And everything will be fine for your daughter because you will see how to guide her. Even if your husband doesn't overcome, you will see what to do. And it will be no doubt, but you can't want anything from anyone. Yeah, that makes completely sense. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Because it's hard on the women to want something from the husband that they don't have to give. And, and all you're going to ever do is fight. And plus, you don't know what you want anyway from him. The devil yeah, telling some, you what you want, right? Yeah, sometimes I think, okay, if he was like that, how would I be reacting? But then I'm like, okay, that's a thought. I'm not See? going into that. Yeah. Um, like, would I, would I obey or would I just be, yeah. you know, fighting? Because if he would, by you wanting something, if he was walking on water, you'd be trying to drown him. Yeah. Look at him. He walking on water. I mean, when I first married him, he was weak. Or look at him. I, his mama controlled him. And he trying to get up walking on water. And he'd be like, but you said you wanted me to help you. I ain't mean it like that. You need to drive a truck, not walk on water. You will find something else to complain about. But if you want for nothing, there's nothing to complain about. That makes sense? Complete sense. Yeah, so let all that go, and you'll see how to guide her, and it won't irritate her. Because if, and, and you're right, you don't want your little girl wearing makeup and looking like a clown at 13. <laughs> right. But... but if you do it with an angry spirit or a controlling spirit, she's going to dump on the makeup. Yeah. Even if she has to do it when you're not looking. But if you do it the right way, she won't put it on. Because she won't be rebelling. And she won't be easily influenced by other girls at school. That makes sense? That makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. So anyway, when the thoughts come about, oh, you're present with God, just let them pass. Don't communicate with them because you communicate with the devil. Okay. All right. Thank you. Good question. Yes, Raymond. <laughs> you all happy now. You say Why are you so happy now? Are you happy because she's going to back off a little bit? Yeah. And, and, and what do you wish you would stop doing? Just one thing. You wish you would stop doing what? Mm, like getting impatient. See from the chest. Oh, getting impatient. Yeah. Absolutely. If you're wanting that is causing the impatient. You want your daughter to be right. You want this for your daughter. And God wants us to just be a living example and let the spirit work through us. And she will see that. And that's not impatient. That's perfect love. So she's going to be patient from now on, all right? 
And so are you trying to wear makeup now? Not that much. Not? <laughs> you trying to wear a little makeup? Yeah. And, and why do you need makeup at 13? At 12? You're 12? Whoa. Why do you need makeup at 12? I don't. I just, I don't know. I'm sorry? I don't know. Speak from the chest. I don't know. I just do. You have a boyfriend? You see some little boy at school you like? Oh, good. Well, you don't need makeup. You look pretty as you are. Thank you. Yeah, and so when those little girls at school put on makeup your age, they're doing it because they're unhappy. They're trying to feel better. They're mad at their mothers, too, because the mothers are impatient with them. And so they think makeup is going to make them feel better. All right? There's a time to wear makeup, but not now. That makes sense? I'm sorry? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yes, Rayma. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. I just want to let you know, uh, just want to say that you uh, earlier you said that Fear is like a prison to a lot of people. It is a prison, not like a prison. It is a prison. I mentioned this because I just found out there's a Disney cartoon that is teaching people to hate uh, children to hate white people for what they did over uh, over two centuries ago. And to me, that uh, they're teaching they're tempting people <laughs> to uh, tempting people to fear uh, to fear when they should uh, should teach them to be. Take, know what it takes to be free. Well, that's why we have to take control of our own lives. Because if you, if you had control of your own life, you couldn't be influenced like that, like the man with the boat. You couldn't be influenced like that. That's why parents need to raise their own children so that when they go out into the world, they wouldn't be influenced. So if Disney or anyone did something, and it wouldn't bother you. And then those parents and people that get involved, that's on them, and it has nothing to do with you. So you, Disney, you can't blame them. That's what people do in hell. And then the people who buy into it, you can't blame them because that's what people do in hell. That's why you have to take control of your own life and be in it, but not of it. Be in the world, but not of the world. I noticed that, people, uh, that we're attempting, even children, to, uh, not to be free, uh, not to be free, to be dependent on something on the outside. Well, that's because the parents are not the light of the family. That's what we were just talking about. If the parents live that way, the kids will grow up that way. But the parents are not living examples. Is this your first time here? Me? The young, no, the young lady. The young girl. Oh. Hi, daughter. <laughs> What's your name? I'm Megan. Megan? That's a nice name. How you get that name? <laughs> How old are you? I'm 13. 13? You're 13? She's 12. What grade are you, Megan? Um, eighth. Oh, you're in the eighth grade? No, you want makeup? I can't hear you. Yeah. Oh, you do? At 13, you wear makeup? And why do you wear it? Because it's fun. So what? Because it's fun. It's funny? No, fun. What did you say? Fun. No. 
just because we all we all got the same problem. All right. So sit up for me and speak up. Can you do that? Okay. So you wear because it's fun. You say, really? It was fun about wearing makeup. Oh, no. You don't know. It just feel fun. Do you buy your own makeup? You buy. You have a job. Um. No. Um. I also get it from my mom. She has a it? lot. So what? My mom has a lot. Your mother has a lot of makeup, and so you get it from her. <laughs> Does she know you wear makeup? Yeah. And she was, she's okay with that. Yeah. Is your father okay with it too? I'm. I'm not living. We're not living together. So. Let us speak, Mama. Thanks, Mom. Um, you scared for her to speak? What's that? Are you afraid for her to speak? No, no. Oh, okay. Let no, her, and I'll come to you in a minute. Oh. Um, so your mother's okay with you, with you wearing makeup? Yeah. Now, you wear it every day? No. Oh. Do you know you look pretty without it? Yeah. And so why do you... Oh, it's just fun, you say? Yeah. Do you put on a lot of it? Um, no, not really. Not really. You don't put the eyeshadow stuff on and not not much. A little bit. So what grade are you? Um, eighth. And what does the teacher say when you come in with makeup? They don't say nothing. They don't. No. Nope. Are you surprised? Mm, nah. You're not surprised. I remember the teachers with little young girls like you. They would make them take it off, go in that bathroom and take that mess off your face. In front of the whole class. <laughs> they used to not allow that. A lot of stuff they do now, they would not allow before. Um, do you have anger? You get angry sometimes? Yeah. And what can make you angry? Mm. I don't know. You don't know? What does it feel like when you're angry? Sorry. Do you you like being angry? No. You don't like it? You wish that you could never be angry again? If you knew how to not be angry, would you stop being angry? Mm, probably. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. And when you told your father you get angry, what did he tell you to do? Did he ever tell you what to do about anger? Mm, no. Have you ever told him that you get angry sometimes? No. Why not? I don't get angry a lot. Speak into the mic for me. I don't get angry a lot. Right, you just get angry sometimes, right? And yeah. so you haven't have you ever said to daddy, I get angry sometimes and I don't like it. Have you ever said that to him? No. And why not? I don't know. Do you talk to him about anything? Not really. Why not? I don't know. I just don't talk like about anything to anybody. You don't? You just kind of keep up to yourself? Yeah. You don't talk to anyone about it? No. You don't talk to your mother about it either? No. And so what it feel like not to have anyone to talk to about your stuff? When you're mad or sad or lonely or whatever, how does it feel not to have anyone to talk to? Don't, don't pat her, Mama. She's fine. She's doing real good. That's why she's shy. Don't protect her like that. Um, 
He patting her, mama patting her. Now she's gonna crack her mama pat her. Um, so do you like not having your parents to talk to about your stuff? Or you wish you could talk to them? Mm, I don't care, like. You don't care? Does your mother get you angry sometimes? Mm, yeah. And when she gets you angry, what do you do? Mm, nothing much, I just like. Oh, no. You just run it, you just be mad and walk away and stuff? No, I just stay there. So you can turn the mic for me? I just stay there. Yeah. And your father don't live with you guys? No. Do you wish he lived with you? Yeah. I'm sorry? Yeah. Have you ever told him that? No. I'm sorry? No. And why not? Why have you ever said, Dad, I wish you lived with us. I need you. Why have you said that to him? Mama, what's wrong with you? I'm going to put you out. I'm going to protect you from daddy. <laughs> um, so it's hard to talk to your father about stuff like that. I wish you lived here. You know, I need you. It's hard to tell him things like that. Yeah. And why is it hard to tell him? What do you think will happen if you told him that? Mm, nothing would really happen because, like, it can happen. Yeah. Do you, are you shy? I'm sorry? Yeah. And what are you shy of? You don't know why you're shy? Yeah. You don't know why? Yeah, I don't know why. Would you like to overcome that? Yeah. Do you believe you could live a life without being shy at all, be free, be yourself, speak up, and never feel that way? Do you believe that's possible? Mm, I don't know. Do you, do you want that if it is possible? Yeah. I'm sorry? Yeah. Okay, it's possible. And... Uh, you want to get over it today where you never feel that way again? You will be free, you walk tall, you won't be shy of anybody. Do you want to feel that way today? Nope. And forever? Mm, not forever. Do you want to overcome it? Yeah. You do? Want me to show you how to overcome? Hmm? Can I show you how to overcome being shy? May I show you? Yeah. Okay, come up here for a minute. Do you mind? Oh. Do you mind if she come up? You, you don't want to come? If you don't want to come, don't come. I want you to. I want to show you how to overcome being shy. Cause I don't want you to be shy. Cause the world is mean. It really is. And I want you to be strong and not shy. But I don't want to force you to come up. But if you came up, I'll show you how to overcome shyness. And you'll be free. Are you afraid to come up? Yeah. And what are you afraid of? I don't know. Do you want to give it a good try? 
Nope. Okay. If you change your mind, let me know, all right? But here's what I want you to do in the meantime. I want you to stop. I want you to start speaking up to your mother, your father. Whatever's on your mind, you need to say it. So you can get over being afraid to speak up, all right? And you need to talk to your father about how you feel. Hey, Dad, I wish you lived with me. Uh, my mother get on my nerve. I can't handle her, or whatever it might be. School is too hard, or I don't like this class, or something. You need to start saying that, letting him know that, okay? Okay. Will you try that? All right. That wasn't so bad, right? So what? <laughs> don't you feel better already? Nope. <laughs> she said no <laughs> but you let the anger go forgive your father forgive your mother and, and forgive yourself and you'll be free from shyness don't ever let the anger always speak up but don't be mad alright you got to let the anger go or otherwise you're going to get old like your mother and still be grouchy and impatient and unhappy all right? Okay. Okay. Did you know she needed to talk to you about all that? Yes. Take the mic now. Yes. Thank you, Megan. That's a nice name. <laughs> That's a white name. <laughs> Isn't like Megan a white name, totally? You hear the name Megan, you automatically know it's white. A black person ain't got nobody to call Megan. And, okay. and it's spelled M-E-A-G-A-N. Yeah. No. Like Did you know she needed to yes. get all that out? I, I can see myself in her and her shyness. And for me, I think it's... Uh, yes. For me, I think it's uh, feeling judged is what would, would give me stage fright to like come up here with just these this many people. Oh, that, it would be hard for me to... It'll be hard for you. Oh yeah. How old? How old is you? I'm, I, I'm fifty, and yeah. You're fifty. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. See, Megan, if you don't get over the shyness now, you're gonna be fifty and still be shy. You gotta drop the anger. And so, what are you afraid of? Now I'm not afraid of anything, so I'm I'm able to um, not. Self-isolate all the time and actually get out more. And uh, see, that's that wall, that's that prison wall that you're living behind. Thoughts and emotions. And it's not even necessary. It's not even real. It's darkness. It's evil. It has nothing to do with life. I didn't have the uh, opportunity to forgive my mother while she was here. Um, what I did was I basically for, forgave her. Just in thought. Right. Does that count as? Yeah. Okay. By realizing, see how you shy, you're shy, you don't want to be? Did you like being, do you like being shy? No, no, it's, no, I don't. I just and, and uh, don't, don't like, like small talk. It's just. Go ahead. For, for me, like small talk, like talking about the weather is just, uh, I don't, I don't need that. It no, it's I don't boring, need that. huh? Yeah, yeah. I don't need that. Yeah. Um. But just that when you deal with the shyness stuff, you have it. Your mother had, that came from your mother, I'm intimidating sure your life. And just as you couldn't help it, she couldn't help it. So though she's dead, 
by realizing you can't help yourself, it will cause you to realize she couldn't help herself. Her mother did it to her. And, and God will forgive you, and that will leave. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to uh, break the gener- generational curse so she can grow up and not feel the way I felt my whole life. It's, it's and rough. are you comfortable with yourself now? Or are you still I shy? am now, yes. Yeah. So you're not shy anymore? No, but I still uh, keep to myself, and I would only talk to somebody if they like came up to me or if, if it was something like important, then I would. Speak from the chest. Um, what is it like living that way for you? What has it been like living that way for you? Um, in the past, a lot in my head, a lot of, a lot of uh, future thinking. Like, yeah, <clears throat> it's my it, personality type. It's it's pretty it's pretty weird. And so you know you've been living in fear, right? Yes. Because that's what that is. That's big fear. time. Yeah. And you can overcome fear, overcome the anger. You, you overcome I, I did fear. overcome the anger. It's I, I just still have this uh, social anxiety that's still hovering above me. Only because you listen to thoughts. Yeah. Leftover thoughts are using you. It's not real. And so what you do is you go into that uncomfortable zone where you feel that way. If, it's, if you need to talk to someone or, or whatever, and and. The thought would come, oh, Lord, you got to talk. They're going to be judging you, whatever it says. And you feel that fear. Don't overreact to the fear. Just notice that it's there and let the thought pass through, but do it anyway. Get up and talk or say what you need to say and just do it anyway. It'll disappear, man. It only stays there. The fear stays inside because you block it with overreaction, either trying to avoid it making a phone call, buying a meal, or doing something to f- try to forget it. You want to deal with it. That makes sense? Yes, it does. And I think I, like, for instance, if we went around the, went around the, the auditorium and I would, like, plan it, like, okay, I'm two p- people behind, so I'm already thinking what I'm going to say so I don't feel judged or, if, like, I say something wrong or, or, or messed up. And that's yeah. what that's what the fear and then that's what really like and so that you're in prison and the mean prison guard is telling you that and you hate the prison guard and he's controlling you yeah amazing so are you able to come up here (laughs) are you talking to me yeah i will just to face my fears yeah uh do you mind do you want do you mind being on camera because if you come up here you'll be on camera Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Right. Wow. <clears throat> so stand right here so the camera can see. So what it feel like right now? Look at the eye. Look them in the eyes and, and tell me what it feel like to be here right now. I think I feel like that I'm in the, in the present right now because I have no thoughts. Right. I have no train of thought right now. So you're not feeling shy or nervous? No, no, or I, no I will when I sit down and then... So you can turn the mic for me? I will when I sit down, I'll feel embarrassed, but then when I drive off today, later on, I'll, it'll, I'll get over it. And why would you feel embarrassed when you sit down? Couldn't tell you. The thought's going to talk to you. 
and the thought's gonna tell you, oh, you look like a beta up there. Everybody yeah. know. Yes, yeah, exactly. Everybody know you, 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 you're a man that's shy, you weak, and they judging you. Look at all the people judging you. No. Can't you see it in the room? Yes. <laughs> no, no I, mean, I actually don't feel that. No, because it's not happening. Right. It's really not happening, but it's in the mind. Yes. And so when you sit down, the thoughts are gonna tell you that. And, and let, it, let, it, let the thoughts flow through. Just let them flow through, and whatever fear of feeling come, let that go. Because you, if you let the thoughts flow through, you won't have the feeling. The feeling would disappear as well. The, the fear or whatever, it is, it'll disappear. Okay. Amazing, huh? Yes. And so will you help Megan now, will you get rid of, will you do see her, talk to her, see how her day yes, was? Yes, I, I know I need to uh, communicate with her. Since she doesn't understand how to do it, you're the father, you set the example. Don't impose on her, don't try to make her talk. Right. But it's, just, it's just hard. I, I live down here and she lives all the way in Lancaster. Oh, I see. And I don't get to see her that often, but when I do, it's, I try to cram in all the quality time with the time I do have with her. Do you FaceTime with her sometimes? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, good. Yep. Yeah, ask her, how your day going? Did you wear your makeup? Don't forget your yeah. makeup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I asked a lot of people about that, and I guess the age is like 18 is optimum, but 16 is when a lot of parents let them. But in today's age, the way it is, and uh, 13, I was okay, but not full. Maybe just some chap, like chapstick, just to practice. And then, <laughs> then, chapstick ain't no makeup. Yeah, I, I know, but her mother does have a lot of makeup, so. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Well, once you overcome your shyness, she will overcome hers, too. Because you're going to be different with her. You talk to her. Right. You want to impose your will. You and she know that she can talk to you about anything in between the two of you and and blah blah blah. Yeah. And she definitely need help with dealing with her mother. Yes. But you're not ready for that yet, right? Let's take one baby step at a time. I don't wanna give you too much. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Amazing. Megan, would you like to join us? No? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, man. Come on, Megan. So how you okay right now? Yes, I am. You don't feel shy at all, nervous? No, a little bit nervous. What's making you a little nervous right now? Uh, that I'm on uh, YouTube. I, I've, I post stuff and I never post my face or say one word ever. Oh, you're going to jail. So, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing that makes you nervous now is the thought about being here, being up here. Yes. That's the only thing. Let the thought pass, then the nervousness will pass through. Okay. Uh, you're doing the silent prayer and everything, right? Yes. All right. Yeah, it's, for me, it's similar to mindfulness that I, I, I learned at the VA, and they, they teach that, and it's kind of similar, but they don't add the God aspect to it. It's more new age. What, what do you mean by mindfulness? Um, it's the same thing as where you just... Speaking to the mindfulness. You just... Uh, you just sit down and you uh, you relax like certain you tense up certain parts of your body and then you hold it and then you release and then you just do a full like you full body scan where you do that with your whole body and then uh, you were talking about the river like what they say is just to imagine like your thoughts are like on a inner tube going down a 
thing and then you can just let that thought go and then it, it helps you um, ground yourself is what they call it while you're where you're in the in the present so when you get a thought and you start wandering off then you could then you just like let it go and then have you been doing that yes it's it's very hard for me though i i do have difficulty and and why is it hard um because then i'll start thinking about letting go one thought and then and then i'll just be on that like Thinking that okay, I need to let that go. Oh yeah, kind of like that. I understand. Yeah, just relax and let them yes. go. Just stay with it. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to start out like only a couple minutes, and then now I can. So you can turn the microphone. I, I at first it, I only lasted a couple minutes, and then. Are you able to look at the audience? Um, probably not in the eyes. I'm not looking at anybody in the eyes. <laughs> I, I know that. I know that's. Yeah, let's that's let's me. try looking at them in the eyes. And they're going to look away when you look at them in the eyes. Oh, really? Because they, they can't handle you looking at them in the eyes. Oh. You're scared of them, and they're afraid of you. <laughs> well, I don't feel like they're, they're afraid. I don't feel that. Like They are. But, oh. Have you ever tried to look somebody? <laughs> Have you ever been talking to someone, you look them in the eye, and they look away? Yeah. I thought that's when you, if you, like, stare at their forehead, that, that'll make them do that. When you what? If you stare at someone's forehead, that it makes them do that. Like no, you stare them in the eye. And then, you have eyes in your forehead. No, no, to make them like not look at you, like for them to feel uncomfortable. I thought that's what you did. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a great job, man. Oh, thank you. You feel better? Yes. So you about to tell say something? Oh, that's it. Oh, about how hard it is. You do it one or two minutes. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I have built up. and So look at, in, in closing, look at them in the eyes and tell them, you have what? Look at them. I have what? You build up, you say? I have what? You build up time in doing the prayer? Are you yes, doing I'm, I'm able now? to about, do about 20 minutes of silent prayer. Can you look at them and tell them that? Not at all at the same time. Like this? Yes. I have built up to... I have built up to about 10 minutes of silent prayer, thanks to Jesse Peterson. Where's Hake? What's that? Where's Hake? Who's you know that? James Hake? No. You don't know who that is? No. Oh, you don't listen to the hate report? No, I don't... Get off my stage, man. I don't, I don't, watch, I don't watch the news. I don't watch... I'm, no, I'll his show. It. it comes on right after my show. I have seen him like on. No, I, I haven't. I just found out about you a month ago. Oh, yeah. Do crazy. you know who the anchor baby is? No. <laughs> the anchor baby. Ah, that's the anchor baby. Okay. That's Nick. Well, you just been aware for a month then, huh? Yeah, and then, and then I watched the video, and it was like back in the nineties. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, I'm older than dirt. <laughs> Megan, did you know God made me, and then He made dirt? <laughs> so I can walk on it. <laughs> All right, thank you, buddy. Thank you, sir. Amazing. Thank you so much. You, you know, take that back with you. Yeah. You got to face it. You really do. I'm telling you, as a witness, you got to face it. You got to stay with the prayer. You got to watch those thoughts. And nothing else is required. And let them pass. And if you grow in this, stay with it, you're going to see. What I'm telling you, I'm starting to see it. This thought would just pass right through you if you don't clog it up with overreacting. 
don't, don't, none of that. Just let the thought pass because you can't have the pain without the thoughts. You cannot have the pain or fear or anything without the thoughts. Stop judging. Don't judge yourself and don't judge others no matter what happened and you'll be fine. God is about love and had, had God judged us, we wouldn't be free today. And he dealt with some messed up stuff. His son went through all kinds of things, but he never judged. Because he knew that the people were possessed with the spirit of the devil, as the people are today, and they can't help it. So he never judged them. All right? Yes, James. And then we want to get to any question about any of that that just happened right now? Okay. Okay, uh, some super chats. One okay. from DK Deadcalf. How do you let thoughts go? By, first of all, you have to practice sitting still. You must be still because it's in stillness that you hold on to nothing. So when they do come for now, since you're learning, when they come, just realize you're in a thought and you have a feeling and just watch it. And when you watch it, when you notice it, it'll pass. It really will. And so you get in the habit of doing that by doing the silent prayer and watching. Don't hold on to anything. And it'll become natural after a while. The unnatural will disappear, and the natural way of living will appear. So just watch it. You've got to get caught up. No, it's not you. Just say, that's not me. Whatever. I never would have thought anything like that. And that way you won't identify with it eventually. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So you stop identifying with it. But sit still, do the silent prayer, and just be a wife. And you got to overcome the anger because you need the light of God to do this for you. And only love can do this, the power of love, which is of God. So let the anger go, forgive, and you'll, you'll see how to do it. All right, but do the silent prayer, all right? Okay. Another, one more super chat from Emmers in True <laughs> Zone. Hi, Jesse and crew. What are your thoughts on the Sabbath, and are we to rest on the day of the Sabbath? Who is Sabbath? My granddaddy. My granddaddy's name was Sabbath. <laughs> Mr. Sabbath Scott. Isn't that amazing? I, I, I don't think about no Sabbath. But I do take time to be still, be alone, and relax, and reflect. Day off work or something like that. But I wouldn't, those are traditions that you don't have to think about now. Everything is of the spirit. It's of everything done, and it's of the spirit. So you definitely need that quiet time with no TV, no person, no phone call, no nothing. And you can let that be like a Sabbath, but I wouldn't get into that. I would just, you don't want to be in traditions anymore. You want to be of the spirit. All right? It's all been taken care of in the spirit. Thank you. That's all the super chats, but I wanted to mention that, um, like, when I've got an idea about something that I wanted to do in a f- some way that I wanted to be in a friendship or something that I wanted for my friends, like, the, that's when it got strained and yes. out of whack. Absolutely. You can't want for anything if you want to be free. You can't want for anything for yourself, nothing from someone else. In marriages and relationships and friendships and workshops, you cannot be wanting anything from the person 
Or if you do, it will change the dynamics of the relationship. Because now you have an agenda, you're trying to get something. That's why marriages don't work, because husbands and wives are trying to get something from each other, either love or some form of approval and respect and all that, and it just start a war. But if you want nothing, you'll be fine. You can take it or leave it. That makes sense? Want nothing. The ego wants something. It's not even you wanting something. Yes, did you have your hand? Okay. And then I, I, I got to get to the biblical question. I have a question. Um, maybe it's a compliment. I don't know. Uh, why are you the only pastor I've ever known that has publicly spoken in front of the congregation about suicide? You're like the only guy that publicly speaks about it. Like, what gives you the guts to do that? I mean, I'm not, well, I'm not the, chewing you out. I'm, I'm complimenting you. But I'm just like, I've never heard a pastor publicly talk among the congregation about suicide. Usually they go one-on-one and goes, shh can't talk about suicide. Oh, I think the reason for that, because... Why, I mean, why do you have the guts? Because suicide used to be a woman thing and not a man thing, and nobody cared. Oh, now that it's a man thing... Everybody cares. Everybody cares. Yeah. Let that woman kill herself. She's a headache anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. Um, there are, in the good old days, men would deal with these things in territory anywhere. They were not afraid to deal with it, but because the roles are switching and women are taking over and men are not overcoming their mothers, they're afraid to deal with the spirit. They, they want something. And so while there's money in the church or they want their woman not to leave, leave them or whatever, right? They want something, but if they wanted nothing, they wouldn't be afraid because they would have love for the people. And a lot of people have committed suicide, and I know it's from the devil. It's not their ideas. They can't handle life. They can't handle attacks. They can't handle losing their money or what someone think about them or their reputation. And the devil is using that against them. And so a lot of men have not been born of the father. They have not overcome that spirit of the mother. And that's why they're not speaking up about it. They're worried about what others think about them. And you can't have fear. You got to overcome the fear. Did you do the silent prayer? I did the silent prayer. And what do you think? Uh, uh, it's good. I, the devil got me off the silent prayer for the few, last few days, and I get back to it today. The but, devil got you off it? Yeah, I just uh, I got into depression and whatever, and then, then all of a sudden I'm going into depression. I'm going, wow, you know. Yikes, you know, it's like, I mean, like, like, for example, you know, like. How old are you? I mean, I'm a senior. I don't want to say my age, but I'm a senior. You're older than he is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Megan, I want to make the point that if you don't, make sure you drop the anger. Stop being angry. Speak up, all right? So you should not be shy. Because he's real old, and you're going to end up like that. You don't want to be like that your old age, right? Well, that's what will happen. So, drop. <laughs> Drop the anger. Start speaking up to your father, to your mother. Ask questions so that you get over the shyness, okay? All right. Go back to the silent prayer. Start worshiping the devil, man. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I mean, for example, the suicide thing. My son, what, the, the step before he wanted to commit suicide, he's 20, was depression, severe depression. And that was the immediate step before thinking about suicide. I mean, he hasn't attempted suicide, but that's when, in October of 2022, when he was thinking about it, yeah. that, he was super depressed in May, 
super depressed in September of 2022, and then in October, boom. All of a sudden, he shares with me that he wants to attempt suicide. It's sad, too, because in reality... A 20-year-old. In reality, there's no such thing as depression. There's no such thing as um, worry or any of that stuff. It's all demonic. It's all evil. Anyone that believes thoughts and, and reacting to them are believing in evil. But the world call it depression. The world call it something else so you don't see that it's evil and that you need to overcome evil. That's why I'm telling you not to put any title on it. See it for what it is because the light will shine on the darkness and the darkness, but the darkness cannot shine on the light. It can't understand the light. But if you put a title, oh, I'm depressed, then Satan going to tell you, oh, you need medication or you need this or you need a hospital or something, right? But if you saw it as the darkness of the imagination, you would know as a spirit there's nothing you can do about it. So your son need to forgive you or his mother. He need to forgive his mother. So and, how do you, would you tell, right now he's 20, because he turned 20 in November, but how would you say, hey, son, um, you're 20 years old in three months. How, how would you say, this is the way to overcome depression? You've already come, gone to two depressive, serious episodes. Just tell him it's not depression. He's angry. He's living in thoughts. He's living in hell with the devil. And that you're sorry for being such a weak father and not protecting him from his mother. I was wrong, son. I'm so sorry. If I could have done better, I would have. Forgive me and forgive your mother. You'll be fine. And tell him about the silent Well, you're not even doing the prayer yourself. But tell him about the silent prayer so he could stop overreacting to life. But apologize for being a weak father. I did, and he's mad at me. He's giving me the silent treatment again. Because you treat him like a woman. I treat my 20-year-old like a woman? How can, how can we fix this if we get the silent treatment again? By, if, backing by praying off, about it or what? By backing off and leaving him alone. Don't impose yourself on him. Apologize for being weak and then back off. And then so he can start thinking for himself and he may realize, you know, my father forgiven, my father admit he's wrong. I need to let this go. But if you keep pressuring him, oh, don't be mad at me. My birthday coming up. Don't be mad at me. I'm an old man about to die. All you're doing is pressuring him and irritating him and keeping him angry. Back off, man. You can't even save yourself. How can you save him? Yeah, I'm going through, obviously, I'm going through depression right now. You're not going through depression. You're going through hell. Going through hell. Do the silent prayer. Yeah, okay. Don't let the devil talk to you out, all right? Okay, thank you. Okay, oh, the Bible question for this week, last week. Anybody know what it was? Right here. Do you take sides? No. Why do you take sides? Why okay. do you take sides? <clears throat> it depends on what it is. In my personal life, I don't feel like, I don't, I definitely don't take sides. But when it comes to bigger issues, such as political issues, I do take sides. And why? Because I feel the side that I take is, is the right side to be on. <laughs> I had somebody that, I asked, why do you take sides? Because I know what's right. Something like that they told me. And so, you've, so, so you take political side for what reason again? I feel it's right 
And, and, and I feel like it lines up with my belief system as a Christian, such and, as abortion. And why do you have a belief system? Why uh -huh. do I have a belief system? Uh, this is so good. Well, maybe just me. I have a belief system because if I don't believe in God, then I'm on the other side of things. So because I believe in God and consider myself a Christian, I want to stand for those things that are right in his eyes. So. And where do, you, where do you get that belief system from? I believe it's already there. Uh, I believe it's already there. I believe the belief system is already there. It's Who put it there? Pardon? Who put it there? God. Oh, you did? I believe God put it there. And, and so I God gave you this belief system. He said, okay, I'm going to put this belief system in you, in you, but I don't want you to use it for yourself, your personal self. Just use it for politics. I, not necessarily politics, but those... Political reasons. Right. Those, those things, those issues that, that line up with, with who he is. Who, who is? God. <laughs> Amazing. This is complicated. I thought, said, I, I thought I'd be like, okay, really snippy with these, with these this answers. This is what I love about it because I know you examining yourself. And yeah. that's what fellowship is all about, is to get each other to look at themselves. You know what I'm saying? Not to criticize the person, not to put down the person, but to point the way so that he can see what's going on, to understand it. And so you, 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 are you, so you like your belief system? It's not that I like it. But if it's given to you by God, why don't you like it? You know, I don't know. Um, like, I'm emptying myself out of everything that I thought I knew. Right. And the more I proceed on this journey, I'm realizing I don't know anything. I really don't know anything. Yeah. What I do know is that um, the simple basics, like murder and... Uh, what about murder? That I don't... That... that I don't believe it's pleasing to God. Why not? Um, because I don't think that a human being has the right to take someone's life. That's God's business. So you think God is displeased because we take each other's life away? I don't know. I really don't know. But when point. you say it's not pleasing to God, that would have to mean he's displeased with it, right? That's true. So you think God looking at people killing one another, you go, Allah, I'm just so unhappy. <laughs> I'm just so displeased with you. You really think that God thinking about that? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I don't think he's thinking about it in, in that sense, that in, from a human perspective at all. I don't think that I, I, I don't know how God, I can't comprehend God. Do you think God care at all if he were being killed one another? Do you think he gave me one iota of a thought? 
I don't maybe that's in his plan. Maybe he already sees I mean, I know he sees the end from the beginning, so right. maybe that's part of the the show that's taking place here. And but you think that he cares at all that you go out and kill somebody today? You know, I you really can have don't. your Bible in the word on your own. And shoot somebody. You think God care? <laughs> you think for one minute God gonna say, "Oh, I'm just so displeased." She killed somebody with the word. <laughs> she had the Bible on her. Um, probably not. I don't believe he's emotional. So, so why do you think he's not. displeased with it then? I really don't know. Truthfully. Right. I, re- I really don't know how to answer that. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Amazing. I'll come back to it. Some more people want to respond. Sure. No, why do you take sides? <laughs> Can't answer this one at all. He just took everything I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, uh, when I first no, asked Doug, when I first I thought about this, asked me, why do you take sides? Because I know what's right. Or something like that. I, like, yeah, I right. believe I did say that. Something like that. Um, <laughs> Why do you take sides? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. See why it's so important to get to know yourself? When you get to know yourself, you're going to see how dumb you are thinking you're smart. Really, it's mind-blowing. Up here where consciousness is, it's nothing like down here where unconsciousness is. Go ahead, up. I really can't answer. I, I don't know. I take sides probably of what I said. I believe I know what's right. So in that, me thinking I'm supreme in some way, right? I think <laughs> I'm taking sides. I, I, don't, I don't really... I can't answer it. I can't answer it. And why are you having a different thought about it now? Because listening to that conversation, you know, it kind of kind of opened my eyes too. Like I know nothing. I know family members who get mad at other family members for taking side with somebody that they disagree with. You know, like a family could be having a fight, and then if the brother or the sister say, "Well, Lucille was right." And then that person would get mad at that family member for taking sides. All in the name. Uh, so you say what now? I don't, I don't know how to answer this question. Sean, why do you take sides? It, it, um, it makes me feel safe to take sides. Like I'm the one who has the answer. Like I'm the one who, who, who <laughs> I, like I got it. You know, all those other people, they don't have it, but I do. And um, it makes me feel safe that way. Too. All uh, ego. All yeah. It's a it's an ego trip to feel like I'm the one who is on the safe side of this issue. <laughs> you know, whether whether it's political or not, it could just be like a a um, like a Super Bowl study, like a football game. You know, yeah. oh, I'm a Eagles fan. I'm not, but if I were, you know, me thinking that this that this team is going to win, that I'm with this group of people who's going to protect me. Makes me feel um, safe. But Very I, interesting. But I can see now that it's false to feel that way because. 
And how, and when you say I can see now that it's far, what do you mean by that? Well, I can see those, those thoughts that tell me that I'm safe now. Um, but there's a separation between, between me and those thoughts oh, okay. that there wasn't before. Interesting. You know, I've been doing the silent prayer for quite some time now. And okay. Nice. Did I tell you all that's my new producer? Yes. He's taking Nate place tomorrow. Y'all yeah, going to be hearing a lot from the anchor baby now in the airways. Amazing. Yes, Frankie, why do you take sides? I, I used to take sides. I used no, to be, why do you take sides? Because I was right. I'm on God's side. That's why. You were right? 100%. And what does that mean? I was right. I'm on God's side. Because I read it in the Bible. What? What did it say? You know, I'm with God. What? I used to be a Bible thumper. So but, I would always take the Bible and preach to people that you need to be on this side. You Because I'm right. And I. But I do you still the, take sides? No. You don't take sides now? Not today. Uh, I, I had a big Not challenge today, yesterday. But do you still take sides? Let me tell you about my say, today. Remember I said, let's stay calm and use a few yeah. words. Speak with awareness so you don't yeah. be giving me all that other stuff. I don't need to hear. <laughs> <laughs> do you take sides now in life? Do you take sides? No. You do not take sides? No. And why not? Um, I kind of went crazy by picking sides and taking sides. And I realized that I can't change somebody. I can't make you think what I'm thinking. And how do I know what I think is correct? Okay. And so when I, when I saw that, it was like, okay, you can't, who are you to pick sides? You're not God. Okay. See how well he spoke once he calmed down? He was about to tell us how the cow ate the cabbage and everything. <laughs> he went out on the road, he picked the cabbage up, and he had to pay Mr. Joe for the cabbage, and then he drove down to the barn and had to cut the cabbage up. It's a good story, though. All right, to you, to all egos. That's right. Why, why do you take sides? Oh, and then I'll come to you. I remember. You had your hand, right? You did? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I'm reiterating a little bit right now. The reason I take sides would be because I'm the smartest person in the room. I'm right. Speak a little loud. I'm the smartest person in the room. I'm right. Yeah. But this question all week, I've been looking at that. Like, that was kind of a, the most obvious thing to look at. I mean, it showed up right away, probably because I liked being right about <laughs> being right. Yeah. And then I, for some reason, I kept thinking about football, because that's, like, such an obvious, you're going to take a side. But just now, I got really nervous, and I'm thinking, why would I be getting nervous to say something you know, and all I kept thinking when hearing everybody, or hearing rather, what everybody was sharing is that I take sides because somebody told me to take a side. <laughs> and then I started thinking about in the scriptures with Adam and Eve, God didn't yell at them like, you're a horrible person. Right. The first thing he said was, who told you you were naked? So that... The enemy is telling them to take a side and then to take another side, which is they weren't clothed from the beginning, and now all of a sudden they're aware that they're not clothed, and now they have the thought that there's something wrong, 
And now Absolutely. they're naked and ashamed. I guess, you know, walking through my life, I probably also take sides because I enjoy it, not because I, well, sometimes being right. You side? Well. Can you feel good about it? Again, immediately my head goes to like a game or like playing a board game or playing, I don't know, you're up for an award and I want to root for you or, you know, like that kind of thing. Amazing. But in the end, it really doesn't matter because it's all made up anyway. I mean. Okay. Francisco, do you take sides politically? Because that's an interesting point. Yes. You do, and why? Uh, well, I did. Uh, the reason is uh, I'm on the side of right, and uh, I'm a conservative, and, and uh, they're obviously wrong. And so, You take sides when it comes to abortion? I do. And why? Uh, you, that, you know, you shouldn't kill. Thou shalt not kill. Oh, and that's why you take sides? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you take sides politically, Doc? I think in my, I think to some degree I do, yeah. You're not sure? A lot of times I won't, a lot of times the political stuff comes out at work and I won't say much about it. But I mean like when you're watching TV or the abortion issue comes up or some type of real heated political issue come up, do you take sides? Like the drag queens or the men that want to cut, you know, the kids' body parts off and stuff, do you take sides with that? Yeah, I do. And why? Again, probably, well, I won't say probably. Again, because I just think from the that it's wrong. What? I just think that it's wrong, so I why believe you that think I'm it's right. Wrong? Just, why do I think it's wrong? Because I was told, because you know, I was taught something growing up, and it it goes against that. So, in learning what I've learned, growing that 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 was wrong. So that's wrong. Okay. Amazing. Um, you had your hand right, and then we got to start winding. Did you have your? You said no. You had your hand or no? About the biblical question? Do you take sides? Um, I would, my first thought was I would make my own side, but that doesn't answer the question. You know, making my own side, but I, I would take Do sides. Do you take sides? Yeah, because. Okay, and why? Because of the opposite side. They kind of like, I feel like I'm being pushed to one side. Oh, okay. Not that I choose to go to that side. I just feel like. Being enclosed to to that side or the opposite side of the other side I don't agree with. Oh, okay. All right. Why do you take sides? I believe the reason why I would take sides. I, I don't think it's. Uh, I think maybe in the past was more of a secular way. To go back to the football example, it's just like, hey, this is my side. I'm with XYZ group. 
But to kind of go back to answer it politically, because this is the only way for me to really explain it, I think, is <clears throat> more or less these are, these are decisions or, or things that I wouldn't do myself. I'm not convicted to do them. You know, so you I, take sides based on what you would and would not do? I wouldn't uh, simplify it to that. It's more or less, I feel, you know, we were just talking about good versus evil, right? You know, the show Black versus White. It, there's, something, there, there's something about that duality. It's almost as if God allowed. Like, why does the devil even exist, for example? There's, there's opposition. There's an offense and there's a defense. The reason why I feel like I could take a side is because... There's something about God wanting to fill his heaven for, for people who want to be there. God want to what? Well, God wants to fill up his, his heaven with people that want to be there. And so when I want to make decisions, I would associate those decisions with what God would want me to do. So you taste side because you try to fill up God's heaven? Not necessarily. I feel like all the, the sides that I would take, right, would be something that is sort of divinely inspired, if that makes sense. No. Like, like as if I'm leaving my personal belief out of it. I'm not saying like, well, hey. It's not, it is your personal belief. It's based on what you would or would not do, you said. So that's personal. I don't know if I would necessarily <clears throat> simplify that, but it was, it was a question that was asked earlier. And, I, and oh, okay. it, was, it was, hey, why do you take uh, political sides? Well, it's like, well, what's the opposite? You know, I do, like what you're saying, chopping off body parts, whatever. I'm like, I, I wouldn't want anyone to do that. I don't want to do that. Why would I want to do that? And, right? and why you wouldn't want anyone doing that? I, I don't think it's uh, uh, appropriate in, in God's eyes, but... And how do you know what's appropriate in God's eyes or not? I think going back to the, the silent prayer and, and just being and just living and being in the present, it's, it's something that why would God make us to do those things, these negative uh, uh, depression, living in hell, being in our own thoughts? Why would we want to pick sides that are associated with that? <laughs> you know, do you think can, uh, body parts is displeasing to God? Uh, absolutely. You do, and why do you think that? Because I don't think that's what we were created for. But why do you think it's displeasing to God? Well, I don't want to necessarily get confused and and think that God needs us, like as if God's looking down at us and thinking, "Ah, oh, man." But stay with me. Why do you think it's displeasing to God? Speak in awareness. Because to go back to what we were in, intended to, uh, to be, to live, right, to subdue this earth, I don't see how cutting off body parts would be associated with that. And God would, you know, if he was staring right at you, he'd go, I don't think he'd be doing that. <laughs> he would give you thumbs up. Yeah. yeah, you cut your body part off. Right. right. So, so displeasing, <laughs> it's almost as if I don't know if that's exactly what Where did you get the idea that that would be displeasing to God? Because uh, I'm looking at it in reverse of, I don't think God's giving us permission to do that. Well, in the sense of listening to the devil, maybe, but I don't think God's saying, hey, go do it. So if anything, I... Do you I'm, think God is saying, hey, don't do it? Yeah. You do? Right. Why do you think that? Because in, in what way would, would him creating us to do that for be productive in any type of way? Not productive like getting stuff done, but I mean the whole human experience why would it, it, it's no different than how we have laws and are we throwing away what the ten commandments were suddenly too it's you say you don't man the time go by i gotta end sure, the thing, but sure. you said that you don't think it would be productive to god 
Well, not productive do. like studying and getting work done. Productive in the sense of, you know, uh, for us to even exist, if all we're doing is hating each other and being negative and, and murdering, why, why would God Do you think that? he would stop you from hating if you didn't want to stop? Uh, can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Do you think that God would stop you from, being a, from hating and judging if you didn't want to stop? I would say no. I, th- I think God wants us to come to him. But would that be displeasing to God for us to continue in hate? Absolutely. Why would you say yes? Yeah. If it would displease him, why does he stop it? He has all power. He can stop it. I think there's... So if it would displease it to him, why don't he just make it go away? Right. I've always thought that question, you know, as far <laughs> as why are we even, you know, here, for example. Right. Or, or what I was bringing up with, with Satan even existing. But I would imagine, uh, at least this, this is how it makes sense to me, is what I said earlier, is that God wants to fill up his heaven with people who want to be there. But where do you get the idea that God wants to fill up people with heaven? Well, then I would where go back to why were we created in the first place. Man, you better stay out of your head. I'm sorry. God doesn't care about one person come. He'll be totally satisfied. He said one. All he's looking for is that one that's looking for him. He's not looking for the thousands. He even said most people are not going to get it. Only a few. So you're trying to fill up in heaven. Mm. I wouldn't necessarily say that? in a qualitative way or uh, no, in a quantitative way. but What's uh, qualitative and qualitative? Well, versus what you just said, the one versus the 99. You know, um, are you trying to help the one or the 99? Well, if you think about that whole uh, parable in the first place, he's talking about the one. But before I said that, one. were you trying to help the one or the 99? Well, I would think it'd be such a waste of time to go through this whole life being stuck in our thoughts, being... Uh, no, before I said that, were you trying to help the 99 or the 1? I guess I would say uh, the 100. I would say both. Francisco, I mean... Uh, Brent. Brent, are you trying to help the 1 or the 99? I would say the, uh, the total 100. I don't think I'm so making you're going that. from 99 to 100? Well, in the sense of... Uh, you're trying of, to help the 100? It's, it's ironic that we, you, the first question was, hey, are you picking sides? And now it's like, is it the 1 or is it the 99? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, to me, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't you think it. I want you to... That's what this well, is all about. Well, sure, right, right. So why are you trying to help the 100 instead of just the 1? You're still trying to fill up his heaven. I wouldn't necessarily look at it in, in, in some overly evangelical way because that's not why I'm talking about So why about are you, it. real fast, I'm still running out of time. Sure. Why are you trying to help the hundred rather than the one? Uh, I can't think of a response. The first thing that comes to mind is for the exact same reason why your show's on YouTube. You know, it's just, it's just the masses. You know, you're just, you're reaching but out. But on YouTube, I'm only looking for that one. Well, okay. I mean, I would say that, right, you're not necessarily trying to be accepted. But God by only looking for that one. What made you decide to look for the hundred? Well, it's almost as if the, that one is in that group of a hundred. Right. So he, out of that hundred, he just want one. And I guess I'm trying to talk about. You try to get the whole group. Well, you would have to talk to the whole group to get to the one. What? As in, like, think about it. If you were to talk to the whole group and only one of them responds, you, you spoke to that whole Speaking group. Speaking consciousness today. Speak I'm, present. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> I know. I got to move. Right on. Lee, Lee J. 
why do you taste the ice? Because I can't serve two masters. That's why you taste the ice? Yeah. What the? What does that mean? Um, I don't know. That was the first answer that popped into my head. When what do you, you mean by that? They may I'm just not understand what you mean by it. Um, that, Is this fun or what? Yeah. Yeah. Can I see all y'all in your head? Doug, come out to your head, man. <laughs> come back to the meeting. Doug, like this. <laughs> Look at it. It ain't on the floor, buddy. It's inside you. Go ahead, I'm sorry. What do you mean by that? Because I searched one master, not two. It's just that, you know, I have to choose. I have to choose, like, what's right and what's. And how do you do wrong. that? I have no, I think I'm still learning that. I'm sorry? I'm still learning that. I don't know. Oh, so you choose to write that, but you don't know how you're doing it? I would say the times where I don't choose sides, it's because I don't know what's right. Oh, okay. And then sometimes you do know what's right. How about do you when it comes to abortion? Yeah. Do you which side do you choose? Um, oh my gosh, we talked about this before and I would say before I was like, you know, pro Speak choice. From the chest. I would say before, even like a year before, I was pro-choice, and now I am pro-life. So why do you choose? Why did you choose that side? Pro-life. Uh huh. Um, because it goes against God. It does. What does that mean? It go against God. That it's you know God gave us life, and uh, when we take it away, we're playing God. Okay. Last word. Let me take you for a Why do you choose sides? And you had your hand, right? Did I see it? No? Did I see your hand? Okay. It was said earlier. It said that I had until no later than a quarter of to end this meeting. All right. The engineer. I'm oh, sorry? 1230. Uh, he said 1240 or something. Yes. Um, it was said earlier. I agree with it. It's, it's all ego. Um, but why do you taste sides? E- uh, why I, ego, my ego. I think I know everything. I think I'm smart. Um, I think I know what's right, so I choose a side, whatever I think. But it's driven by ego. Okay. Interesting. Yes, I'm sorry. Why do you taste sides? And then, James, the last word. I don't. You don't take, oh Lord. <laughs> You're the observer. Why don't you say that? Because in all actuality, I don't think there are sides. I think you just, a lot of times I'll just say something and then the world will put me on a side. The world will try to conform you into this side or that side. But in all actuality, you're just being and saying whatever you're saying and let the folks put you on the sides. Okay. Interesting. Yes, hey. The Bible says... The Bible said. <laughs> I mean, God said, like, because you're neither hot nor cold, I will spew you out of your, my mouth. Right. And when I was growing up, there was this Christian children's song about the fence sitter, the person who just sits on the fence. And that's like a bad thing to not be taking a side for what's right or for what's wrong. 
meaning like you're some people in the chat are saying if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything okay so like we're trained I, I was definitely trained to take sides and it's it does pull on the pride but i think you can take sides in the right way maybe i think you can <laughs> what's the right way like for because it is what's right rather than because of a self-righteous type of sense oh, okay yeah interesting nice okay yes sir why do you take sides uh it's definitely for the ego but like the reason is is i feel like I have, like, my spirit has an intuition about something. It's like kind of what you said. It's like a voiceless voice. You just kind of, like, know things. And, like, beyond like beyond just earthly things, I don't think there is, like, a side. It's one struggle. And some people follow their spirit and their intuition, and others, like, ignore it, I guess, okay. or they don't have it the same way. So it's not like I have thoughts... <clears throat> Or, like, I think I'm right. I just feel like things have been revealed. Like, I knew not, I knew the COVID vaccine was going to be bad. Or, like, I knew, like, the lockdowns weren't right. Uh, I disavow. <laughs> I disavow. Sorry, you too. But, uh, like, I didn't he, think he, anything. He it in I didn't know anything. It was just, like, uh-huh. revealed to me. It was just something I knew. So that's why I take sides. Okay. I disavow. Yes, quick word. You had your hand again? No, I was just going to quickly say that I was thinking about that whole concept in the Bible where it says, if you're lukewarm and stuff like that. So that was like getting in my head, like, uh-oh. But I, I think <laughs> uh-oh. But I think the lukewarm thing for me was more of like a faith thing. Like if you're, if you're not all in, like spiritually and faith-based. So, but I did think about that. So anyway, just wanted to... Well, heart or cold definitely mean if you're not in, all in. You're giving up trying to do anything yourself. You're letting it go, and you're seeking the kingdom only. You can't halfway do it. You can't be this way today and this way tomorrow. Do the silent prayer today, but you don't do it tomorrow. You can't, oh, the devil talked me out of it two days and all that crap. That lukewarm, that doesn't work. You have to be all the way in or not. That's for sure. Uh, Raymond, you had your hand real fast. Why do you take size? Because I believe I was tempted, conditioned, and trained, and even forced to take sides. Okay. Because in our, in our, uh, in our family, it was a matter of survival, whether or not <laughs> an either-or situation. <laughs> Raymond makes a very interesting point because people will get angry at you if you don't take a side. They call you names. They're trying to intimidate you. They'll get mad if you don't take a side. That alone should tell you something wrong with taking a side. Go, why would someone get mad at you? You decide, you know what? Whatever. I'm not in it. They'll get mad at you about it. So a lot of people are afraid not to take a side because they can't handle the criticism, the attacks that will come at, at them, you know, if they don't take one. Amazing. Yes, Nick. Why do you take a side? Um, because, uh, uh, because I have a belief system. <laughs> okay. Um, you know. What do you mean by that? Uh, the things that we believe, the things that I believe, or the things that we believe, we just adopt them from other things. And because we think that that's the side we should be in, we don't really think beyond that. We just yeah. adopt what everybody 
on that side is believing. And so you go around saying those things. But when you really talk to the person who says they believe these things and you try and examine, well, why, they can't really explain because they don't really know. And so people think, and I do this, they think they'll hear, like, the lukewarm thing about Christians being lukewarm or I'll spit you out or whatever. Right. And they'll think, well, I'm going to have to take a stand. But that's actually, you're actually being lukewarm by just believing the belief system. And yeah, not deep. It has nothing to do with the physical. Cold or hot or lukewarm. He's talking about spiritual things, not physical things. Really. That's why you got to think spiritually instead of physically about everything. Yes. Frankie, last word. Why do you taste? Uh, did you already respond to this? Yes. Oh, okay. So why I pick sides it reminds me of uh, when, when uh, Christ, you know, he threw the money changers and threw the tables over, and you know, uh, people would ask, uh, "What are you doing? Why are you doing?" So I'm not doing. I'm doing work of my Father. And so yeah. Sometimes uh, I like to, you know, tag along. You know, I'm doing God's work while I. <laughs> So doing the right thing, I'm doing the work of my father. That's why I threw the tables over. You know, I'm just kind of thinking that through right now. Okay. Here's what I want to encourage you because of time now. I'm going to rush through it a little bit. Uh, From this day forward, never take a side again. It's all intellectual. It is all what you've been taught. There's always two sides to every story anyway. And because you don't know a person's heart, there's always an agenda going on, like with a marriage or anything. So never take a side. Don't let anyone pressure you to take a side. Never take a side based on what you've been taught, all intellectually. And what made me realize this is that when that thing happened with, uh, what a little black boy named down in Memphis that was attacked by the cop? Tyree. And so I'm looking at it on the TV there, and I see the cops attacking, I see him running, and I see him refusing to slow down, I see five cops or four cops come up and attack him. But what I noticed, my mind was dictating what the scene for me. It was telling me, oh, look how they treated him. They shouldn't be treating him that way. And then it would tell me, look how they, they uh, the boy running. He should stop running. And I thought, wow. My mind, which is of the devil, is telling me what's going on in that scene so I can take a side, and I refuse to do it. And there's nothing like not taking a side. Because now all other kind of information coming out about the cops and about the boy and some girl and some of this and some of that, right? And so we don't have to take a side, and we would know the truth. Do not, it's all intellectual, it's all of the devil and it's judgment. Because we've been trained to take the side of the abortion people, the anti-abortion people, and not the abortion people. But we don't know the heart of the abortion people. We don't know what's going on. It's like with the oil, this little war they have in, in Iraq somewhere, right? I mean, wherever they have it. Ukraine. Ukraine. Coming to find out, these people that are invested in the oil, the government that want the war, getting buku money. But they're going to TV and say, oh, the little baby dying, women are dying, the mama dying, we need to do something. But they're not telling us, oh, I got a whole lot of money invested in this war stuff. 
That's why I'm supportive. You don't know that. And then you take the side of the person that says they're against the war. I mean, for the war, not knowing why they're for it. It's best to stay present and not take a side and you'll be fine. The ego wants you to take a side. And once you take a side, you're divided. You're divided. You want to be whole. You want to be one. And if you want to be one, you got to maintain no side. Really. And you'll see what to do. You will see what is right. But like a lot of you said, we've been trained to take a side. We've been trained to take a side. And, and so when somebody come up and say, oh, we're having an abortion rally because it's wrong to kill children. And in their heart, they can care less about killing the children. They could be out there protesting for ego reasons. They want to be in the news. They want to be known. They want to make all kinds of stuff. They don't care about no unborn children. The person that should care about the child is the father and the mother of the child. And they're our business. And then if you don't take a side, you're going to see evils running this whole thing anyway. If these people didn't have anger and they didn't have an evil heart, there's no way they would kill their own children. There would be no side to take. And as far as, and I heard pleasing to God, right? I know that, so drop all that. Because if God doesn't care about all this stuff. He's made a way. He set us free by sending his son. It's up to us to take it or not. He'll let you be, kill yourself. He'll let you be a drug addict. He'll let you kill your children. Because he made the way. All you have to do is say, you know what? I'm sick of living like this. I'm tired of being angry. I'm tired of trying to control my own life. I'm going to let go. And those that don't let go, trying to work, make things happen their way, they are just walking in hell, just like we all are when we don't let go. They're living in hell. And, and God ain't going to make you come out of hell. He'll warn you, but it's not displeasing. He can care less. He's not like saying, oh, this is so unpleasing. He doesn't feel unpleased. He doesn't, he still get up and have cafe mocha. He, he said, did I tell you about that? <laughs> he said, Jesus, out to cafe mocha every morning. He's like, okay, I'm a, it's cold today. I'm going to light the fireplace. And, uh, and uh, turn the TV on so we look at the idiots in the world. Go get me a cafe mocha. And maybe bring a little sweet roll, peanut roll, butter roll or something. And they just watch us go crazy. And when we kill each other, not one tear is shed. When we rape one another, not one emotion is felt. But because you're in a fallen state, you're feeling that, and you think he feels that, and you don't. And like the people think, Jesus was angry when he turned over the table. Jesus didn't feel nothing about that. He just saw doing the Father's will. And that's what we're going to do as we wake up. He's just going to be doing the Father's will. Everybody else doing the devil's will. That's the only difference. Amazing. 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 Fool for thought. Get to know yourself. Become your own man. Watch yourself. Nobody else. And stop. Don't be afraid to stand alone. All right? But you got to stay with the prayer. Brand new biblical question. Oh, this is a doozy. (laughs) This is so good. Why are you so vain? Oh, no. I see vanity all over this room. It sounded like a bright light. 
Why are you so vain? I don't necessarily think I am. I know, but you are. I hate to, I hate to feel like I have to answer the question if it's being projected onto me, but... Um, <laughs> it's being projected on you? You know, I mean... <laughs> it was just a question. It wasn't projected. True. No, no I understand. I, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't really consider myself vain, but in the days where I really was, you know, there was something about uh, being warped by the world being young and a young man... I was like, hey, man, I got to get strong. You know, I got to get a six pack or something. I got to so, grow a beard, you know, and I, I don't want to do any of that really now. Oh, you want to be fat? Not necessarily. Oh. But um, <laughs> there is, but there is some, uh, there, there is an aspect of being young and youthful and wanting to kind of tap into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't know nothing. It's more or less, it's like, hey, I, I still have my, my hair, you know, so oh. I might as well take care of it, you know, but I'm not going to like let it oh, own no. me. You know what I mean? That hair going to fall out, but that's what I'm saying. You know, might as well enjoy it while it's here, but not go <laughs> go overboard. Okay. Why are you so vain? I haven't heard from you guys today. Why are you so vain? I guess because I want to be seen. You want to be seen? I guess so. Amazing. Why are you so vain? I'm not anymore, but I definitely used to be. And why did you? What do you mean you used to? Be? How do you know you're not now? Because. When I was, I was caught up in my thoughts. Now I don't feel, I don't, I don't have the emotions anymore. When I was vain, it was about feelings and being in my thoughts. And so how do you know you're not vain now? Because I don't have those thoughts anymore about it. I don't even think about it. About like, those things? I, yeah. Oh. Like putting on a lot of makeup or just doing whatever I thought that would make me Go present myself in the world as like, oh yeah, I'm cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> One last person, Shane. Why are you so vain, Sean? I mean, Sean. Why are you so vain? Sorry. Um, I think the same reason that I take sides. It makes me feel safe to think only about myself. Sometimes. This is such a good question. Isn't that amazing? Did you have you ever thought of yourself as being vain? No. Why are you so vain? I can tell you vain by those earrings. <laughs> no. <laughs> Amen. What's your sister's first name? Emily. Hey, Evelyn. Where Emily, Emily, Emily. Emily. <laughs> your sister's vain, Emily. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so vain? Oh, man. I, well, the fact that I just don't even want to deal with this question. Uh, I've got a list. I don't. I don't want to bore anybody in here. Well, I mean, give me it's a one list. quick reason. Well, I care about. Wow, I'm just trying to do math right now. I care about what I look like. <laughs> oh, you do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why are you so vain? You sitting all upright. Back off street. I know. I enjoy, I went to charm school. What do you want? I know. Uh, and all I, your charm is showing. <laughs> no, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. You enjoy really being vain? Yeah. I, I don't know about vain. I wouldn't use that word. I don't know the word I would use. I enjoy putting thought into my appearance. I like it. It's fun. I'm not stressed out from it. I'm not hurting anyone. So, yeah. Okay. Last word. Why are you so vain? You're so vain. I bet you uh, think this song is about you, don't you? You ever heard this song? Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, good. Yes. I mean, just to look like present, like not presentable, but just you know, put together somewhat. Oh, okay. You know, like when you you mentioned one time people used to get ready to go to the airport, and you know, I mean, it looks nice when you're, you know, you might not be put together inside, but at least you kind of. Don't look like a slob. Remember when people used to dress up to go to the airport? Right. Now they yeah. go in pajamas, oh, yeah. house shoes. I even see guys working at the gym in pajamas. Mm-hmm. I saw a bomb walking down the street in pajamas. I was like, that's a fashion of the day or what? Yeah. Amazing. Okay, that's the biblical. Did you know your mama was vain? Um, I don't think so. You don't think she's vain? Well, make sure you visit next Sunday. You'll find out. <laughs> Okay, that's the biblical question. Become your own man. Become your own woman. Do the silent prayer. I'm telling you this as a witness, right? Once you start to overcome, the best fun in life is knowing thyself. It's working on you. There's no greater fun than that, than working on you. All right, so if you need counseling, we have it. Uh, You can contact us. And um, what's it? Oh, Women's Forum this Thursday. It's the third Thursday already. Women's Ladies at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you for your support, your donations and all that. I do appreciate it. And thank you all. It was amazing today. Thank you. Okay, Nick. Come-